Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean, and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics. Tech, movies, TV shows, games and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, aka Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday, the 19th of July, 2013, and this is episode 34. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. So, last week we had a really packed week, and we've had those before, like it's fairly normal. This week we've kind of got a very unpacked week, I guess. Uh, I, f- I feel like that's probably because we're le- uh, we're leading up to San Diego Comic Con, which is uh, basically starting as I speak. I believe the preview night has already started, and it will go over the course of this weekend. So I feel like everybody's saving their news for that, and <laughs> it's uh, just everything's really quiet. Yeah, well, it just means next week we'll have too much to talk about, and then we'll start off by complaining about how many topics there are. Oh, well, we're, we're, we're good at complaining. I mean, that's what we do. Well, yeah. That's what people listen for, right? It's, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. 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 So, speaking of, of complaining... <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess that's, a, that's as good a segue as, as ever. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I'm sure you remember uh, some episodes back we mentioned Microsoft's... Uh, I think how do, how do we describe it? Their their messaging problem. Yeah, we we talked about how uh, they can't really seem to make up their mind about what they're doing, um, and like they they kept they started out by saying that you know okay you can't like you can't resell games or anything like that, and then they kind of backtracked on, on that, and now now they're doing doing it again, but but in a good way though. Like, yeah, well, look, okay. I mean, it's the outcome is good, but there's still this whole back and forth business that's going on. Yes. Well, for, for those of you who uh, don't know what we're talking about, uh, Mark Witten, who's the uh, Xbox One chief product officer, uh, has come out and pretty much said that a lot of those features that they took back when they uh, got rid of DRM, they might add them again. As time goes on, and one of the ones they specifically mentioned was the whole um, the the family plan feature. You, yeah. So you know, sharing sharing your games with I think ten people, right? Uh, your your digital games anyway, um, which is I think a good feature. But and it, like I I know you're 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 whining that they're backtracking, Jelly. I I know you're doing that, but at the same time, if they didn't do that, then we'd be we both be complaining how. They got rid of good features, and why won't they bring them back, despite the, the fact that all these people want them back? Well, look, I mean, the end result is going to be probably good, right? At the end of the day, we're going to have the ability to, like, there's not going to be any, you know, built-in DRM, or uh, you know, the console's not going to check, you know, that you've got an online connection before before you can actually do anything with it every, every 24 hours. Uh, and... Yet we'll also have you know the benefit of the sh- family sharing and all the stuff that goes with that and you know some of the good stuff that they they took away uh, when they took away the DRM. But I feel like the way that they're getting there is not doing them like they're not doing themselves any favors at all. Uh, 
they, I, I feel like what they should have done is just come out with something and stuck with it, released the dang rocket box and just, uh, and just kind of let that, like, let that kind of be out there. Uh, and then they probably could have come back and said, okay, well, you know, it's, this is clearly not working out. So what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, remove the DRM stuff. I mean, it's, it, it just feels like, like they don't, they don't know what they're doing and they've been around for long enough that they should know what they're doing. They should know their customers. Uh, how they ever thought that any of the stuff that they have, have ended up taking away was a good idea, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, I just feel like, you know, they, they just need to make up their mind and just stick with it because at, at the moment they're flip-flopping all over the place and it's, it's just confusing for everybody. Well, well yes and no. Like, you know, when you're wrong, you you don't go, oh, I'm, I'm so proud of him for sticking to his guns, even when they're obviously wrong. Like, no, 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 you, you, you don't, you don't respect that. You respect when someone goes, hey, look, I did it wrong. I'm. I'm changing my mind. I'm I'm changing the way I'm doing it to fix it. Well, well, yes, it would have been great. It would have been fantastic if Microsoft had come out of the, you know, straight straight out of the the gates and been like this is how it's going to be and they were and they would have been, you know, if they'd done it right the first time. Right. Um, but they <laughs> they've they've obviously lost that part. So, so given that, I I think they're I think they're doing the best that they can for for consumers, you know, for for their customers. Um you know what I mean? Because like, so say they only switched once, yeah, we'd be all right. But having these extra features is a good thing. You know, like I'll, I'll save my complaining for when they when they when they decide to go to go backwards, not forwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll see if that's what ends up happening. I <laughs> I I have I have no I don't know. I just I feel like anything could happen at this stage. It's it's not. Like it's it's not very straightforward at all. So just, you have no doubt they'll do something wrong sometime between yeah, now and launch. It's, it's going to happen. Let's be honest. I just I I know they're going to screw it up somehow. I'm just waiting for that to happen. Waiting for the inevitable chain to do something. I don't know. I don't know where I was <laughs> going with that. So you know, Xbox. That's okay, I guess. Uh, what it's more exciting. The next box, in in my feeling anyway, is uh is that this week, DreamWorks released the How to Train Your Dragon two teaser trailer. So is is this the part of the show where, um, I admit that I've never seen the first movie? <gasps> oh, you you that's terrible. That is, look, let me put it, let let me break it down for you like like this. Um, in the world of, rather, in a world where, you know, where, where 3D animation now basically rules the, you know, that everybody's using CGI to, you know, create, 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 uh, animated movies. Uh, there's basically two studios that really kind of stand out. There's Pixar and there's DreamWorks, right? Right. So Pixar have done things like... Uh, cars and the Incredibles and Finding Nemo and stuff like that. Uh, Toy Story, obviously. Uh, DreamWorks have done movies like Madagascar and um, Madagascar 2 and <laughs> Madagascar 
three. I sense a pattern. Yeah. And they also did How to Train Your Dragon. Typically, when you look at a poster for a DreamWorks movie, they all look the same, not because uh, they're the same movie over and over and over again, but because they all have the same face every single time. They have DreamWorks (laughs) face. You know what I'm talking about. I, I think I do. Yes. You know, raised eyebrow, kind of ridiculous looking face. Uh, they all look the same. Uh, and generally, most of the movies that they make, they're not particularly great. Uh, I mean, they, they, they kind of rely on star power as opposed to, uh, as opposed to story stuff, uh, which is, you know, what Pixar has, it kind of does. They, they rely mo- more on the, the, the story than they do on the stars. I mean, they have stars. Like you know Tom Hanks and uh, and others, uh, <laughs> whose names escape me. Uh, uh, T- Tim Allen. Yeah, Tim Allen. I knew it was Allen. I just couldn't think of the Tim. Uh, you see, like they're in the move, they're in the Pixar movies, but they don't like it's they're not top billing or anything like that. You, they don't get billed at all. Like you just you don't you don't see their names. You just I mean you know who they are because you kind of know their voice, right? Um, but they don't make a big deal about it, whereas DreamWorks do. Like, DreamWorks make a huge deal about it. DreamWorks have done maybe one or two good good animated, like, really good animated movies. One of them is probably um, Kung Fu Panda. Which I don't think I've seen either. Hmm. Maybe I have. It, I, don't, I know the story, but I don't know why. <laughs> well, the other, one is, the other one is How to Train Your Dragon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why not Shrek? Shrek is not good. I mean, Shrek I, 1 might have been good, but the rest of it, like, Shrek... I, Shrek, I didn't say Shrek trilogy, it's just Shrek. <laughs> I, even even then, like, could, like, still is doesn't even compare, especially to How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon is probably the best movie that they've ever released, in my opinion. Uh, so, How to Train Your Dragon came out oh, a few years ago now, a couple, two or three years ago. Uh, it's partially uh, written and directed by uh, Chris Sanders, whose name you might not recognise. I don't. Uh, but he is, uh, he's the guy that did um, Lilo and Stitch. Okay. Um, he also, he also got, he was also uh, involved in doing The Croods, which has been, apparently been doing fairly well, although I haven't gone and seen it. Um. But yeah, How to Train Your Dragon is really, really good. It's based on a kid's book, uh, very, very loosely based on a kid's book. Uh, you, last week, were talking about how you don't like it when they change comic book movies on you. Uh, if you read the, if you ever read How to Train Your Dragon, like the kid's book, it is a completely different story to How to Train Your Dragon, the movie. I bet it doesn't even have dragons. Well, it does. It has dragons, but Toothless is a t- completely different dragon. Uh, completely different character, uh, and the whole even the, the storyline itself is completely different. Um, either way, still the movie is amazing. Uh, it is like it's just really really good. Like it's got great story. It's got great visuals. It kind of had a full kind of everything. Uh, and the teaser trailer for the second movie has dropped, which is very exciting because I've been. Looking forward to this for quite a while. Uh, it's, I mean, not a lot happens in it. It's a, uh, they they go for a, 
light jaunt through the skies as as uh, they typically do. Uh, what else would you do with the dragon? Exactly, you just you know fly on on the dragon. Uh, and and uh, hiccup skydives because you know that's the natural progression, I guess. Um, and I mean it's all it's all kind of you know very nicely animated and nice scenery and clouds and stuff. I'm sure they spent a lot of time working on those clouds. Uh, and it all it all kind of fi- finishes up with a uh, like a, a look at what Hiccup looks like now looks look likes looks like now, <laughs> uh, which is you know they've they've aged him and they've changed the look of the character a little bit to kind of make it seem as if it's actually five years on, which is what the, where the, the story takes place five years after the last one. But I assume um, he still has the DreamWorks look. Well, we haven't seen any posters, so oh, that's true. See, they don't have the DreamWorks look in the movie; it's just on the poster. And uh, and you know, How to Train Your Dragon still was very much like that. Uh, they, it, the posters looked you know DreamWorksy, but the movie is amazing. And uh, if you were not excited about this movie, then you should be because it's. I I think it will be. Uh, every, I, I I'm hoping that it will be every bit as good as the last one. And I feel like uh, the fact that they're taking risks like changing the, the look of the character uh, as substantially as they have uh, is a good sign and that that will mean that we get a really great movie out of it. I mean, you know, he's hoping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, when does it, when does it, um, when does it come out? June 2014. So roughly this time next year. Yeah, so you have a, you have a bit of time to uh to to simmer in your hopes. Well, look, I'm next year is looking good at this point. I'm kind of looking forward to next year because we have How to Train Your Dragon two, and we have the Lego Movie. Very true. Uh, we also have next year Captain America, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Is Guardians of the Galaxy next year? I'm pretty sure it is. Maybe. I'm a little concerned because we haven't heard that they've actually started filming that yet. So I don't. I don't know if that <clears throat> if that could actually be done in time. Um. At least we'll not find for out. A, 2014. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my guess would be that it's kind of late in the year because I believe Captain America is. Uh, so Thor is next and Thor should be coming out in the next few months I believe Captain America comes out uh, the beginning of next year if I remember correctly and then at the end of the year is Guardians of the Galaxy mm. so if only we could get rid of all those random months in between would be good yeah let's just compress it all together and just that way we should be able to just watch movie after movie after movie and it'll be amazing but of course, we won't have any lives. We'll just be movie watchers. But so there's that. No, that. I think that's fine with me. Fair enough. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of movies, actually, um, I should actually uh, talk to you about a movie that's uh, very big on the internet at the moment. Oh, and big on big on the internet. That makes it that makes it really popular. Yeah. Well, I mean. Pacific Rim has been getting pretty much amazing reviews from everywhere that I've I, I've looked. Uh, I cannot 
figure out why. Uh, it's like everybody seems to love it. And so myself and Mel, uh, or rather Mel and myself, went and saw it last week. And it was maybe slightly better than Men of Steel. Uh, It, like, okay, so Pacific Rim, for those who haven't seen it, seen the internet uh, recently, seen all the stuff that's come out about it, stuff like that. Or listen to our podcast before where we've mentioned it. Yes. Uh, And if you are that person, shame on you. Go back and listen to all, all the previous episodes right now. Yes. Uh, Pacific Rim is a story about uh, alien monsters uh, trying to take over Earth. Uh, Except they don't come from the skies. They come from the ocean. Because, you know, just to mix it up a little bit. Uh, they are giant monsters, like giant, giant monsters. And so the Power Rangers get together and create their own giant robots, which they call giant monsters, but, I mean, they're not monsters, they're robots, uh, and fight the aliens. Okay, so, so, it's, um, so it's Megazord versus Godzilla? Pretty much. Uh... It's like the script probably could have done with a big giant edit. Uh, The English language isn't uh, Del Toro's first language. So um, I feel like that may have had something to do with it. That being said, uh, really, like it was like the the script was was cliche. It kind of like it, it was very predictable. You knew where it was going. Okay. They reused a lot of jokes, uh, stuff like that. Like a couple of times in like in one in one fight scene, like and less than two minutes apart, they did a joke where you know these giant monsters are moving and you know big big monsters moving and moving and moving. Going like one of them was he was punching through a building, and he punches and you follow his fist as he's punching, and then he just kind of stops just at the edge of a desk and taps the desk just a little like just just taps it and there's one of those you know those uh those ball pendulum things that there's five of the five balls in a row and you lift yeah. one up and it kind of knocks knocks the other one and kind of you know it's one of those things uh and it starts that going and it just and that's it and the fifth pulls away and we're back to the fight like it's it, that there was that joke and then like less than 2 minutes beforehand they had did this basically the same thing uh on the pier and so this guy like this this the uh, big robot's foot is like kind of sliding towards the ocean and stops just as it gets to the edge of the pier, knocks this little kind of pole a little bit, and these birds fly away. Exactly the same thing, and like it, just reusing that sort of stuff. So it was kind of, I I don't I really don't feel like it was as good as it probably could have been. It was very pretty though. It was very very pretty. If you like pretty things then you'll probably like it. And it's definitely got uh, Del Toro's kind of knack for, you know, the weird-looking beings. You know right. you know, you know yeah. what I mean. Anybody who's seen a, a Del Toro film knows exactly what I mean. Uh, you know, you'll, need, you'll, need, and... you'll need to watch, like, five minutes of Pan's Labyrinth. And, and yeah, I think you have the, exactly. The idea. 
Exactly. And uh, so, so I mean, it, he, he's definitely got visual uh, flair going, and I feel like a lot of the budget went towards that. <laughs> uh, because, you know, most of the actors are kind of B-grade actors. They don't have, like, they've got two Australian characters in it who don't sound Australian because they <laughs> hired an American and an English guy, I think. And they're supposed to also, they're supposed to be father and son. Uh, and they don't sound like they even live in the same country, let alone the same uh, house. So there's that. Uh, I mean, look, it's it's kind of fun if you if you don't think about it too much. And I feel like if you if you can put aside things like script and just have have you know just accept it for what it is, uh, you, you probably enjoy it. Okay. So uh, how many jellies would you would you rate it out of 10? Uh, see uh, I feel like it's probably about a 6. Okay. Um I'm trying to remember what I what I rated Man of Steel because I said <laughs> earlier uh you know it's it was probably slightly better than Man of Steel. Um but very 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 slightly. I can't remember what I what, what I rated Man of Steel. It may have been seven, actually. So then, that's is that. I don't know. We'll have to go back and look look it up. <laughs> okay. Well, how about this? Would you suggest that people see it in theaters, or just wait for it to come out on a Blu-ray or DVD? <clears throat> look, it's it's the movie is about uh, giant robots and giant aliens, monsters, whatever you want to call them. Uh. I think that going and seeing it at a theater probably lends to the you know the sense of scale that the movie has, uh, which you know is part of the visual stuff, is part of the soundscape. It's it kind of is what the film does really well. Um, so, look, if you're going to be interested in seeing it all, you probably should go and see it in a theater. Um, but like it, it's probably a movie that you see in a theater, but maybe not buy on DVD later. Okay, so a, a one viewing and you're good. I think I think so. Like I could probably, it's it's a it's a plot where uh, you, you don't even need like I can't spoil you for the plot because you know spending ten minutes thinking about it you'll you'll have spoilt yourself already. Like you already know what's going to happen before you walk in there. It's that predictable. Right. Uh, you know exactly what's going to happen like five minutes before the characters do, and it's there's nothing like there's nothing that holds to stop that like you, you you just you just have to accept it for for what it is accept it that it's got kind of a, a bit of a dud script and uh and and just enjoy it for being a you know a big action movie that's got you know aliens and robots okay so turn your brain off enjoy the enjoy the show that's right yep ah <sighs> good so in the last couple of weeks uh I've I've been trying to well the last week I, I I tried to add this topic to the to the last week's episode and uh, failed because we ran out of time like severely ran out of time. Uh, so it's it's kind of a little bit old, but it's still I think very very interesting because uh, one of the co-founders from the Pirate Bay, the Pirate Bay being like a, a big torrent website uh, for those who don't don't know live under a rock etc. <laughs> uh, 
one of their one of the co-founders is teaming up with a couple of other guys and producing a platform, a messaging platform called Hemless, which is a Swedish word that means secret. So if you can't figure out what this platform is all about based on the previous explanation, then let me tell you. It is uh the the word means secret, so it's it's about privacy, right? Um, the whole idea behind it is that uh, with all the news that's been going on about the NSA and uh, and you know the the you know, spying and the and the what's it called? I've forgotten what the name of it is now. Prism. Prism. That's the one. Uh, with all of that kind of news that's going on and still going on, uh, it's it's kind of fueling the uh the fires of certain people in the community who are you know real privacy nuts for lack of a better word uh and so one of these there are a few services kind of similar to this that are popping up uh this is this particular one is about messaging and so it's basically like texting or uh you know or, or the various different services that are out there like WhatsApp and Viber Speaking of Viber, just like every time I hear somebody talk about Viber, especially especially women, it's just it's, it sounds no. like it's inappropriate. It's it always sounds like it's inappropriate. But it's a terrible name for for a messaging service, right? For anything. <laughs> oh, my Viber's going off. Yeah, great. Thanks for letting us know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel dirty now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so dirty. Uh. But Hemless is is basically uh, it's supposed to be a very a, a truly private uh, platform. So the idea is that uh, you have a, an app on your phone which you can use to send messages. Uh, it's actually very pretty. Uh, it, the the design kind of feel of it is kind of based off of the uh, iOS seven look and feel. Uh, they, they're kind of taking some cues from that and kind of taking taking that in their own direction. Uh, it is very nice. It's kind of very light and open and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, because, I mean, most things where it's, like, secure, like, if, if an app is made that is like, oh, we're doing this because it's secure, um, they ter- tend to look terrible. Like, they look really bad. And in this yeah. particular case, they've really kind of made a big thing about making the design really good and really kind of feel really friendly, which is great because it means people will actually use it. Um, and so the idea is that the app, the app actually encodes the, the messages that you send, uh, on the device, sends it to the server, uh, it sits on the server encoded, so basically it's gibberish and nobody can read it, uh, outside of the phone, and then when it arrives on whoever you're sending the messages to, onto their device, uh, it is then able to, like, their, their device is then able to, uh, Unencrypt it, and you know you'll be able to read the message. Okay. In uh, in in, the, in like as it was written. Uh, it's going to initially be developed for both iOS and Android. So for those of you who are you know Windows Mobile fans, you'll have to wait just a bit longer. Yeah. You know. Possibly really, forever. Like that's. I mean, it's your own fault for using Windows Mobile. Just, yeah. The the. You know. By by real phone? No, no, not really. At least it. At least you don't have BlackBerry. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> That's true. 
there is no release date for it. Basically, what they're doing is they are um, they're just developing it until it's finished, and then they'll release it. Uh, and they they're, they're crowdfunding it. Um, so I mean, we've talked about things like Kickstarter on here before. Uh, you know, there's other ones like Indiegogo and stuff like that. These guys are doing are doing it kind of self-contained. Uh, they have been 150% funded already, uh, which is 150 over $150,000. Um, and, uh, so it means that it's definitely coming and it will be, it, it will be available, uh, sometime in the near future, not too distant future. In the future. I don't really know, like, how far away that is. So what do you think about this idea? Um, I think it's interesting. I, I think it's going to be one of those things that the, the premise is really nice, but no one's going to use it. Or at least n- not enough people where it'll really, you know, have an impact on anything. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the big issue that I see is that it's not going to, it won't be able to uh, fully integrate with things like SMS, right? Because you buy a phone, it's got SMS on it. So just everybody just uses SMS. Um, SMS. I should probably not, you know, run that all together. Just say Smiths. 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 Uh, so, I mean, everybody uses, like, everybody just texts each other, right? Because it's just, it comes on the phone. You don't have to, like, you don't have to worry about the other person not having it because they definitely have it. Uh, right. If they have a mobile phone, then they can receive texts and read texts. It's just how it, it's just how it works. Um, Apps like this, you need to actually make sure that they have the app, uh, have the service, have a login for that. Um, in this particular case, uh, you know there are, there were codes that you had to get in order to uh, in order to be able to get into the service, and uh, you can't get those anymore because it's fully funded. So that's true. I think it's also one of those things that m- most. Most what I guess normal people just aren't going to care in general. Like e- even if it was super easy to use, you know, like you or I going to go? Well, who cares? Like we, we, you know, our texts aren't that exciting, right? I'm like it, as much as people, you know, if if the government reads it, they're not going to find out anything because there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that that again is the problem. There's going to be that the handful of people who are really really, you know, really fervent about that and they'll switch over no, ma- no matter what. But I think most people are just going to go, eh, and, and stick with, with what they already have. Well, that being said, right, I mean, the, the, you could say the same thing about app.net and Twitter. Uh, Twitter, of course, is, you know, the big uh, short messaging, well, it's not really short. It's it's a big, you know, social media uh, platform where you, you know, share small messages with each other, you know, statuses. Uh, and app.net kind of came up out of the, you know, the, the the fact that Twitter kind of turned on their developers and started stabbing them in the back, essentially. Uh, right. And, I mean, I could have probably said, and I think I may have said, maybe even on this show, uh, that it was going to, like, it was, that it wasn't really going to really go anywhere because it was... Uh, you know, because people weren't picking it up, uh, it was really difficult to kind of get your friends to all move over there. Come on, guys! You know, get you have to get a, you have to get a, a you know, an account over here. And oh, by the way, it'll cost you you know thirty six dollars. 
uh, per year that you want to enjoy talking to each other. Um, right. And, but yeah, it's it's thriving. Like it's it's going really well. Uh, and they've you know since then they've opened up things like free accounts that you know that are somewhat uh, limited in what they can do. And uh, but nonetheless, like it's it's doing really well. And I feel like that maybe this is the same sort of thing with with uh, this Hemless project, in that it may not is is probably not going to kill things like text. It probably won't kill iMessage. Uh, you know, and it's as sad as that is, but it's out there and it's a, it's a, it's definitely a start to something. And I think that that's probably a good thing. Yeah. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully well, I mean, this and means a, we'll get privacy and other stuff in, in other kind of stuff as well. Yeah. It's a, it's a step in the right direction. Yes. And I, I think that's probably the way that I'm going to look at it. I didn't, I didn't back it myself. Uh, I mean, if we had talked about it last week, I probably would have, uh, you know, maybe come up with an idea, a reason why I could back it. Um, other than the fact, I mean, my my reason for not backing it is that I don't have any money. Uh, I'm, <laughs> that's I'm, a good reason. You, you, you could, you, you all can send me money. I'm, I'm probably not going to send any out, uh, out to anywhere for a while. Uh. But I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited to see where this goes, and I'll I'll be you know somewhat following it uh, as much as I possibly can because I, I think that it uh, it could turn out to be very very good, uh, and you know with with the people that are behind it. So you know one of them being you know uh, being from uh, the uh, Pirate Bay, I think it's got the potential to you know go the distance maybe. Yeah, well, you know what? The, the best part about this, I think, is the last question in the FAQs. Uh, so, you know, there's there's three guys involved with this, and the last question is, "Do you smell nice?" And they said, "Yes, two of us do." <laughs> uh huh. Yep. So, in the uh, this week, this weekend, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the show, uh, Comic Con is on, and so. I, I thought we could we could take a minute just to kind of talk about about Comic Con. I mean, because we said we said earlier that you know nothing's happened this week because everybody's waiting for Comic Con, so uh, you know to announce all their stuff and you know that, so we're gonna uh, there's gonna be some of that uh, let's, next. Let's week. Let's talk about our feelings about Comic Con. Um, but I, I mean, I thought I thought what might be nice is I mean I've I've been to two Comic Cons so far. Uh, I, I, I went to my first one in 2011, and so the very first thing that I did after, you know, post Comic Con, uh, on the flight back back to Australia, was I I, I wrote a uh, uh, like a you know my my experiences at Comic Con. Um, it was one of the longer blog posts that I've ever written, and uh, and I'm going to link it up in the show notes because I'm just that nice. But as as a bonus, I'm kind of going to give you an overview of what I thought were some uh, some kind of key things that you can probably that might help you if you ever if you ever go to San Diego San Diego Comic Con or uh, or just you know a, a convention in general, right? Okay. Uh, because I know I know that like you you went a couple of weeks ago, you went to uh, went to Supernova, and I know you probably could have done Supernova better. And here's here's how I feel. You probably could have got more out of uh, out of Supernova. All right, four points. I'm, I'm, four I'm, points. I'm prepared. 
my, All right. my, my mind is open. Go. Okay, so number one thing about San Diego Comic-Con is patience. You have to have patience because everything is about lines, right? And you had the same problem with with uh, Sandy, uh, with uh, with Supernova, and I'm fairly certain that it's pretty much a consistent thing whenever you go to a, a, a convention like this. Uh, if you're collecting passes, you're attending panels, buying toys, going to signings, even visiting the bathroom, um, getting out of line, getting into line, crossing the street, going to the bathroom again, collecting freebies, buying food, uh, even just you know getting going home. Right? There's a line. There's always a queue that you have to get into or out of in order to get there. Um, it's it's just how it is. Like I I, I was uh, I was kind of uh, scanning through my my blog a little bit earlier. Uh, and I actually had a link uh, in. There's a link on on day three to a line that we joined uh, for ballroom twenty, which is one of the two big rooms. This is the second largest room at the convention. Uh, they typically okay. do a lot of big TV stuff there. Um, I can't remember what we were joining the line for at that day. That day, um, I think I think we were trying to get in for like Eureka and Warehouse Thirteen and stuff. Okay. Uh, we joined. We joined the line really, really early in the morning. Well, not really, really early, but about around eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, and the line, like I, I actually, when I wrote this blog post up, I, I mapped it out on Google Maps where the line went. Uh, <laughs> the the line at the at its longest point was um, over a mile long. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to quickly google that so that i can uh i can get that in kilometers for those of us who don't speak americanese is 1.6 kilometers that's a really really so, long way that's a sizable distance yeah uh and that's that's the line for the second longest second longest room at comic-con and I, I have to be honest, like the lines only really get longer <laughs> as the years go on because you know more people are going, more people are trying to getting in, trying to get into the uh, into the um, into the panels, especially the big ones, and uh, and so it's it, it patience is definitely something that you want to have if you're going to go to a convention at all because if you don't have it, then you're just going to get frustrated really really quickly. Uh, so you know. Take some sunscreen and just kind of, you know, embrace the spirit of LineCon. Yeah. Okay. So I have some line-related questions for you. Okay. Go for it. All right. Okay. So first, first question I have is: Did you ever get in the line and wait for a considerable amount of time before realizing you were in the wrong line? I did not. Although I've oh. heard of that happening. Okay. And it's and it is uh, one of those things where uh, it is it was kind of difficult to figure out where the line. Uh, where the line was, like when a line is a mile long, like when a, when a line goes that long, you have to trace it back, right? You you can't just kind of go and join the end of the line because you have to find right. the end of the line first. Uh, and when there's line, when when there's you know multiple lines of that sort of length, it can get very very tricky. Uh, and so you got to figure out where it kind of goes and ask people in the queue where like where where do I Am I still following the right line and stuff like that? So, uh, you know, do be careful because it can hat like you can accidentally get in the wrong line. Um, but that being said, I've I never I never actually did that. Okay. 
I know I said questions, but I'm pretty sure that was the only one. Right. Good. So, good. Yeah. yeah. So the other the other one that I uh, the other another kind of tip that I have is be prepared, especially for a con that goes for you know like three or four days, like San Diego uh, does. Uh, be prepared to not have any sleep or food. Uh, and in doing that, what you should do is uh, have something prepared that you can actually snack on because okay. snacks are important, uh, mostly because food is important and uh, water is important and you don't want to you know, find yourself being super hungry or, you know, or really like dehydrated or, or anything like that because that can suck. Especially when you like you're joining a line like really early. Um, in some cases, some of them like some of them start overnight. Like you 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 line up you know before the end of the day, like before the end of the previous day. Uh, especially for Hall H, and um, so you'll be joining the line at you know some ridiculous hour in the evening. I mean, we never we never camped overnight for anything except for tickets, uh, which they don't do. They don't do tickets on site anymore. They they do it online afterwards. Okay. Uh, but plenty of people still camp out for various panels. And so if you want to join in the lines to you know to get a good spot, then make sure that you have food and you have water on you because they're super important. And none of us want you dying. Well, also, not, not just for survival, but, you know, we, we all get a bit snippy when we're hungry or thirsty. And it's always nice, too, if you... Um, if you have a little bit of extra room, pack a little bit extra because you never know who you might meet. And it's always nice if you can offer them food, drink. It's a bonding exactly. exercise, see? Especially especially if they're a celebrity. And, uh, well, yes. You could be, you'd be like, hello, Nathan Fillion. Would you like a Crunchy Bar? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you can eat my Crunchy Bar any day. Mm-hmm. Uh... Wow. <laughs> I just made this podcast awkward. You Good. sure did. <laughs> Good. So, uh, you know, carry, carry food, carry water. It's, it's important. Um, also, make sure that you have something uh, for when it's hot or cold. If you're camping out overnight, uh, even though it's the middle of summer over there right now, uh, it like it, it's, it can get cold, like it'll get cold overnight, like fairly, like, cold enough that if you're just standing around in a t-shirt or what you were wearing that day you're probably going to regret it um so you know just remember just remember every con every con is at a, is in a desert so sweltering during the day freezing at night <laughs> indeed so i mean it's, it's always handy to have just a jumper or something that you can throw on just in case and the bags that you get at comic-con are enormous they're in many cases they're larger than the people carrying them <laughs> so you probably have space to fit a jumper if you if you uh, if you take one along. Um, in the, well, in and, the case and of, you know what, you, you could always just also bring like a backpack or something to to carry all this. Like you're, you're going to buy things anyway, so you'll need something to carry right. that to begin with. Right. So you might so as well you, throw in a, a jumper. Yeah. So throw in a jumper. Uh, make sure that you you're wearing clothes at all, so you so you can you know unlayer. Uh, and take off clothes if you do get too hot because, you know, during the day it it does get warm enough that if you're standing outside in a line for a really long time, you can get sunburnt, you can, you know, you get quite warm, you might sweat a bit, so take some deodorant because nobody likes the guy that's not wearing deodorant. Nobody. 
disgusting. And everybody, <laughs> I mean, it, Comic-Con smells bad enough as it is just because of everybody, like, there's that many people in such a crowded area. Don't add to that, you know. Mate, be nice to the people around you and wear some deodorant because, <laughs> by golly, you'll people will appreciate it. Especially when you're in sweltering heat for a mile long line. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, really the only, like, the last thing that I can kind of give you to, that as a tip for, you know, for conventions is really don't, don't get upset if you can't, if you miss out on stuff that you really, really wanted. Um, the, the both times, both comic cons that I've been to, uh, you, like you can light your line up for something and you realize oh I probably should have gotten in line you know like an hour ago or you know several hours earlier um which I mean it's that the very idea of that is ridiculous like when you say it like that but like when you want to get into a panel so I mean one year I tried to, like the first year I tried I lined up to get into the psych panel I still haven't been able to get to the psych panel uh and uh I realized that I I lined up way too late because by the time I by the time that panel was starting, like I was still only halfway down the line, and uh, and so like so rather than just kind of being all like oh you know I didn't get I'm so angry because I didn't get into into the panel I I just I went for the uh, I I got out of the line because no longer cared about any of the rest of the panels yeah. uh, and and headed to um. Just headed to the like the the uh, exhibition floor. Uh, there's heaps of stuff that goes on around around Comic Con. Um, so much stuff. Like you can hit you, you you can walk in any direction and you'll run into something that somebody is doing. With, uh, you know to coincide with Comic Con. You know there's uh, there's Nerd HQ. There's the various uh, bars and uh, and restaurants and stuff that have been taken over by you know by people trying to sell you onto their TV shows or whatever. Um, there's heaps of stuff that you can go and find to do. There's so many people walking around that you can always, you can make new friends, you can find yourself accidentally running into a celebrity. Uh, you, you know, you, you, you'll find things that you never thought that you would find if you just kind of let yourself walk around a bit. And so, I mean, we, we always go with a plan of what we want to see. We join the queues. We, we, you know, try and get into them. But if we don't get into them, then, you know, it's oh like, oh, well, we'll just, you know, we'll try again next time. And in the yeah. meantime, I'll, I'm going to go and, you know, check out the shirts at, at you know, at the shirt table <laughs> or one of the yeah, many various shirt I, tables. I was, I was going to bring it up as an additional point is that, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to, to plan ahead. And, and you know, like it's, yeah. it's not like you you have to go there and then guess at what you want to do. You you can say you know, I'm, like all all cons always have uh, at least some some sort of schedule in advance of what's going to go on. So you know, right? All right, you know, if if I really want to get to that psych panel, you get there. You know, if you're that eager for it, you get there earlier and you make sure that you're there. You know, with X amount of hours beforehand. Right. And then you and- can go. All right. Well, after that, then I'm getting lunch. Then I'm doing this. Then I'm doing that. And you can you know. It's, it it doesn't hurt to be it doesn't hurt to be prepared. It doesn't hurt to be prepared. But like I said, don't get upset if you actually do miss out on stuff because sometimes it does happen. No matter how much pre- preparation you do, and you'll you'll miss out for some reason or another. Um, 
And I mean, it's I mean, it sucks, and a lot of the, like, especially when you you know you travel halfway around the world to go to a convention, and uh, or you know, a couple of hours to Sydney in your case, I. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, there is so much other stuff going on that like, if all you if it, you you will find something that will capture your attention, uh, and I, I had so much fun just wandering through the wandering through the uh, exhibition floor and. Like I, there is no way that you can go and see all of the all of the various tables and places and artists and stuff like that 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 are exhibiting. It right. really is. And it, it really is amazing. And, and I think maybe maybe one last um, point is is that at least what I think would be a good one is is to maybe have a idea of how much you're willing to spend on swag beforehand. Oh yeah. Oh because yeah. Because it, it's it's very easy to go there and go well. Of course, I'll spend six hundred dollars for a bust of the Joker. Why? Why wouldn't I? You know. So my typical, uh, my typical way of dealing with that is that I carry. I mean, while I'm in the states, I typically carry a, a travel wallet of some kind. Um, I don't actually usually carry that with me because it usually has things like my passport and stuff in it. So I leave that in a secure location, or possibly you know, put it at the very bottom of my bag. Um, right. If I if I am carrying it with me, uh, I do carry a wallet on me, like a regular wallet. Uh, and usually, what I do is at the beginning of the day, I fill that with just what I need um, for that particular day. So right. remove remove all the credit cards. Maybe leave a piece of uh, of ID in there just in case, because you never know what might happen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, then um, you know, and however many dollars that I might need in in cash because most places will will some places will take card and you don't want to do that because most of them will will charge you fees to use cards like there's you know the the percentages that they put on top of that uh right. try to deal in cash as much as you can um because it will it will save you cost like it'll save you money in the long run and it means that you can kind of keep a keep an eye on how much you're spending as well, is much easier yeah. than to try and figure out how much you've spent already on a card. Um, if you have, if you have only a certain amount of dollars to actually spend that day, you can cut. You'll look at it and you'll say, "Oh, I've only got twenty bucks, and I've still got a, um, you know, I've still got to buy lunch yet." <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, I think that's, I think that's important. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sad that I'm not going this year. Um, unfortunately, we bought a house, and therefore, you know, house trumps tickets, mortgage yeah. trumps trumps. Well, not 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 Comic Con tickets. It trumps you know flight, f- you know, airline tickets, yeah. which are the expensive bit, um, amongst you know all the other things that are kind of ha- that that kind of required. Um, but definitely, uh. Guys, if you are going to Comic Con, or if you're going to Acon in any time, anytime soon, things like uh, there's other there's cons coming up in Australia as well. Um, PAX is very very shortly. Um, you know, be friendly with the people around you. Um, it you know you know do unto others. I guess it's, it's the golden rule. <laughs> uh, and look, it, it you you you're. Your time, you'll have so much more, uh, so much better time if you, uh, if you, you know, treat people with respect and like I, I know you guys are going to do that and would do that anyway because you, you guys are just like that because you're amazing. 
totally amazing. Well, of, of course, because they're our listeners. Yeah. They're the, they're the most amazing. Uh, yeah. That's the, that's the kind of face that I get when I think about our listeners, is that kind of, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And on that note... Like, why, why, why did we just lose all our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that note, we're going to end. So, uh, guys, if you are interested in any of the things that we talked about today, we do keep show notes. These are links to articles that we use while we're talking to you guys about things that are cool. And if you're interested in things that are cool too, then you can go to our website, jellyandbean.co forward slash 34. And there will be a list of links that we have uh, used in our conversations. Uh, If you would like to get in touch with us, you want to talk to us about your experiences at Comic-Con or Supernova or PAX or any con really, uh, or if you want to just, you know, shoot the breeze or something, I guess, um, you can do that as well. We have an email address. Well, we have an email address. We have several email addresses. I have probably like 50 of them, but... (laughs) If you really want to get in touch with the both of us, then what you'll do is you'll go to jellyandbean.co forward slash contact, and there's a form that you fill out, and that sends an email to basically every address that I have. I mean, it really it doesn't really. They, they, they arrive in my inbox, and I see them, and I read them, and I, I get that kind of sigh sound happening. It's just... <sighs> I love our listeners. They're great. You can also contact us on Twitter if you want to talk to us individually because, you know, for some reason you don't like me, then you can talk to Brandon. Bean. Why would I call him Brandon? His name's not Brandon, it's Bean. Jeez. How dare you? Bean can be contacted on Twitter at BrandDroidAttack. B-R-A-N-D-R-O-I-D-A-T-T-A-C-K. You can also contact me if you don't like Bean for some reason. I mean, he's he's a pretty likable guy. I've got to be honest, he's like you just kind of want to hug him that's what i keep telling people <laughs> but you can talk to me if you know you can talk to me alone if you want and i am at jelly bean soup thanks guys for listening it has been amazing we look forward to talking to you next week hopefully there'll be heaps of stuff about san diego comic con that we can kind of share with you and it will be fun and we'll see you then bye bye